We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you using a new camera, by the way? You look good in HD, I think. Is that I saw uh, Well, I'm plugged in. So, What kind of camera are you using? I just got a, a Logi 1080p. I don't have a real camera yet. I just have the same one I've had. Um, this wedding coming up, dude. This wedding is a uh, crushing your soul. As far as dollar wise, it's like the wedding's kicking my ass, and then as far as like hour wise, work is kicking my ass. So it's like yeah. Well, I bought the camera. Uh, the camera. I think I'm gonna do right before the end of the year for uh, tax purposes. But <laughs> yeah, no, but but you look. I'm telling you, you look good in HD. I'm telling I you, you're a very, very handsome man. But you know, I think it's important. You know, I wanted to redraft. We're heading into week four, so we have a pretty good data sample size. Three games. Now I know that's not a huge sample size of player you know data points, but it's enough in the NFL to start making some some takes, understanding what we got wrong, trimming off the fat. Uh, but redrafting the first round just reassesses our rankings from what we had in the preseason. And yep. I think that that's important to do. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do a top a two round single quarterback PPR league where we redraft the first round, every other pick. So, but when you pick at pick one, just say, for example, and then you pick again at three, that's not the same team. We're, we're 12 separate managers. Come on, come on. You're not building a team. You understand what I'm saying? Each- I want a super team, bro. Come on. <laughs> well, you're still, come on. You're still going to do it. And by the way, we are going to do our half-season league again, which you were in last year. So yep. this is a little bit of a warm-up for that. But do you understand the rules? It's not super flex. Every manager. So when you pick on the turn, 12 and 13 is the same team. That's fair then. Okay. That's fair. Okay, so I get it. We'll, we'll, play, the, we'll play the fun game. I, I was hoping I'd get to make a super team or something, but... No, so I just don't want you to build, you know, <laughs> okay. play by the rules here. All right. So it's really just a reassessment of our, our top 12, uh, sorry, our top 24 rankings, which we're going to do right now. Uh, let me just, uh, I'm just doing out one more retweet here, and then I'm going to give uh, this podcast my full focus. Right. And by the way, if anyone is in the uh, the comments and you make a bad pick, Cody makes a bad pick, make sure you call him out here. All right. Call me. I'm I'm here. I'm not taking Romeo Dobbs in the first round or second round. So if you if you got a problem with that, <laughs> come correct. So I'll take the first pick here. It's um you know a little bit chalk here, but I think if we were redrafting in a PPR league, one one. There's a couple ways you can go, but if you just want to lock in those points, Cody, this is the year of the wide receiver. I'm going to take Cooper Cup at the first overall pick. He probably should have been. He wasn't even being discussed as the first overall pick. Uh, in late redraft season, 
In fact, he was falling behind a couple other wide receivers, but 1.1, Cooper Cup, lock it in. Any issues there? Would you have taken him at 1-1, or would you queued up who you're going to take in this next pick here? Yeah, I was never of the – I mean, when I saw the graphic come out, I was like, man, he's probably going to do it. He's probably going to – he probably will. I don't have a problem with it because you know what's there. You know the consistency. You know where the target share is going to be in this offense. A lot of people, including me, had higher hopes for Allen Robinson, but it looks like it's like just the entirety. It's called the Cooper Cup show in Los Angeles, which is no surprise. I don't have a problem with it at all because you have the dependability and you have the ceiling, um, and I think that's exactly what Cooper Cup brings. But I would have went this other direction, and you can see him already. I've took him at the 103 and the 104 in the FFWC. I'm going Stephon Diggs at the 102. Whoa. Tailored to – Josh Allen, I think he finishes the season as the wide receiver one. Um, we have him wide receiver two rest of season right next to Cooper Cup. I think these guys are interchangeable. I think, it, you know, you're looking at the East Coast Cooper Cup, uh, not like really East Coast Cooper Cup, but more so he's got Gabe Davis there. This offense is electric. They're going to stay electric, and Diggs is the focal point of it. So I'm going to continue to roll with Stephon Diggs, who I think is the best route runner in the NFL. All right, so Prince in principle, you like you don't mind not taking a running back in the first pick. So we're in agreement there. Just it's what's your flavor, and I I think that you're right that Stefan Diggs has that nuclear upside. A couple of years ago, he won you the championship in the yep. semifinal. I mean, but I just think the reason I went with Cooper Cup is we saw a floor game last week, and a floor game was still 18 points, where yeah. you could see a situation where a floor game might be a little bit lower for Stefan Diggs, but over the course of a season, you're not worried about that. Um, great pick there. Okay, I think at the third pick, if we're redrafting this league, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. There's definitely better options, again, still at the wide receiver, but running backs, as you're going to see, it's it's been ugly so far for the running back position, but if you can lock in a workhorse running back, I liked a little bit what I saw from the Colts last week. He had a good week one. I admit the floor is lower than some of the other wide receivers that might go in this range, but I'm still um, a workhorse running back type of player, type of fantasy player, so I'll take Jonathan Taylor at 1.3. I have no problem with that at all. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor. I think the two receivers we talked about, there's another one you can add to that list, but I think outside of those three guys, Taylor and McCaffrey, I think it's pretty clear who these top end guys are. And if the article didn't come out, what was it, a couple weeks before the season started where Indianapolis was like, he's not going to get near the workload that he did last year. We want to feature Naheem Hines and all this BS that didn't hasn't really come to fruition I think you would have seen a lot more Jonathan Taylor at the 101 than I mean we did see a lot of it but then towards the end it was a lot of receivers and then even McCaffrey got back up in there but I really I love Jonathan Taylor obviously in general yep okay so we have uh Cooper Cup at the 101 we had Stefan Diggs you took him at the second pick I took JT uh who's going to be you're on the clock at pick four all right, so this guy I had as overall player number five coming in. Um, I had two guys ahead of him <clears throat> that I'm jumping, including my number one guy right now. And that is – oh, do I really want to do it? Do it. Get crazy. Money's on the line. Saquon Barkley at the 104. So I almost took him at, I almost took him at pick two. The, the reason was- that I wouldn't have taken him at two is because coming into the season, you still can't push away the fact – you know, the truth of, of what Taylor did – and I feel like we're playing a little hindsight here in this in this draft. So it's like in hindsight, 
you know Taylor's healthy, you know the workload that Taylor should be getting, but in hindsight also you still had to worry about that injury with Barkley, so that I think that is what would have negated me from going Barkley over Taylor. Though rest of season, I think Barkley is ahead of Taylor uh, as he should be. But I think the tough one for me was Justin Jefferson, right? He's had a bad couple of weeks. He started out very hot. I think he's going to continue to be hot. Um, but Barkley has shown he's back. He's healthy. He's the guy. He's got this the speed. He's got the elusiveness. He's got the electricity that he that he had a couple seasons ago. And I think you can trust that from here. So um, he jumps over Justin Jefferson for me in this redraft right here. And I'm taking Saquon Barkley at the 104. I think that's perfectly reasonable. And his Barkley's injury last year, I mean, he was showing that he was going to be back from the uh, the devastating injury. But the the fluke injury last year, that's not something you could really predict. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a little are you worried about the Giants offense at all. I guess you saw it was kind of faltering uh, last week on Monday Night Football, but it didn't matter because Barkley has that, that game-breaking speed. Even in a bad game, Barkley was able to get his, I guess. I guess the reason I'm not worried is because, and, and I think this is a lot of the reason you look over the last five, six seasons, it's like well, McCaffrey. What did McCaffrey do? McCaffrey was the top guy for a couple seasons in a row while that team sucked. And then everyone's like looking at Camara, and that team wasn't great while Camara was doing good. And Swift has been a darling, and, and Detroit hasn't been great. It's like it doesn't really matter as long as there's some competency as far as like play calling, which I think there is. Um, uh, I don't know. After watching that game on Monday night, I'm kind of a fan of Brian Dayball now more more so than I ever was. But I think Saquon um, can just can. He's 25 years old. He's got the 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 athleticism. It's back in his body. Like there's no no more worries about injury. He looks six yards per carry through the first three games. Like ridiculous. Plus the 13 receptions and almost 100 yards. Like he's pretty clearly. Uh, I think he looks like the best running back in football right now, and that's it's exciting. Yeah. Which is what we thought he would be his rookie season. So, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense there. Um, so I'm up at the fifth pick. Justin Jefferson, obvious pick here. Uh, had had his game log been you know flipped over? Have he had bad game, bad game, great game? He might even go you know in the top three here. So uh, I'm not going to overthink it. We all know Justin Jefferson's a stud. Think he's a reasonable top five pick. And I mean. Look how just the top five is already a little bit different. Cup at one, digs at two, JT at three is a fall. Barkley makes it into the top five, which a, a lot of credible analysts thought he should be anyway, and Justin Jefferson falls to five for the rest of season. I think this would more or less be a consensus. Maybe Diggs is a little bit sneaky to be in there, but I think that's a, a good pick. By the way, and I'll do a whole introduction for you, but Cody Carpentier, player profiler, he's here with us. We're doing a a mock draft rest of season starting in week four. Um, Cody, you know, you said you have your own rest of season rankings that you're working off of. Do you guys publish those on player profiler? Or is that just to kind of power some other content like trading stuff and other written articles? So we have the rest of season rankings at playerprofiler.com. You can go over there right now. We got uh, 50 bucks off the rest of the month for the all-in package. That includes the, the rest of season rankings, dynasty rankings, and the DFS dominator. Um, but it's a culmination, right? Dario builds these rankings, and then we all uh, have conversations. Me, Matt, Dario have conversations about some of these guys, and that's how they get moved, and that's how we we build this thing. So, um yeah, it's they're not my personal rankings by any means, but they're just a culmination of of us three guys that have, um, you know, fair thoughts on different guys. Love it, man. All right, let's uh, let's go here. So you're up on pick six. This for me is where it starts to get 
you know, a little tough because there's a couple guys here that I think deserve to go. I think mainly you can look at Christian McCaffrey. A lot of people maybe are disappointed in what he's done so far. Um, but like I just said, given the competency of this offense uh, in comparison to like what the Giants have done with with Saquon, understanding like, hey, we fo- focus on this guy, we can win games. Carolina really hasn't like, I guess, focused on Christian McCaffrey. He's been a little dinged up week in and week out on these injury reports. And then they're like BS injury reports. I'm not going to go McCaffrey here. Ooh, and I was putting it in there. All right. He's going to fall one more spot at least. I don't know if you're going to take at least going to fall one more spot at least because I'm going to take this receiver that this is high. This is, this is, this feels really high for this guy. Um, you know, he was at end of one. I think he was a, a, a mid second round pick. If I remember right um, during the latter half, brand new team in 2022. And the big question we had was what's the target share going to look like? Are they going to be able to coexist in the same offense together? And this is the toughest guy in the NFL to cover right now. He's got top 10 target share, um, third and deep targets in the NFL right now. Tyree Kill, I'm taking him right here at the 106. It's just a, the electricity that he brings, the boom bust, the 42-point game in week two. Yes, he scored five last week against Buffalo, but 42 points, you, like you, you can't make these things up. This is a guy that can completely flip the script any week, any given, the, they're just going to continue to give him the ball. So that's all I'm really worried about. Um, and he, he's one of the, the toughest guys to to game plan against as, a, as an opposing defensive coordinator. So I'm going Tyreek Hill right here at the 106. Any concerns about Tua maybe not playing this week if he's with Teddy Bridgewater? Is that just a short-term thing that you're never going to be too concerned about? Yeah, I've never been a big Tua, Tua fan. I don't think, you know... I don't think long-term he's the guy per se. I think that this offense could take another step up if they went after somebody um, with elite ball skills, elite downfield ability. Um, I think he's good enough. Um, I think he fits right in that Kirk Cousins tier where he's going to win enough games, but I don't think he's ever going to win the game, right? Um, Teddy Bridgewater, with a full week of practice, Teddy Bridgewater is is, is above average. Um, it's probably going to limit the upside that both of these Waddle, both of these guys in Waddle and Hill have. But I think long-term, rest of season, I'm not worried about Tua's injury, and I think it's going to continue to be what it was the last few weeks. All right. No, that's fair. And Tyreek Hill, I mean, he, he's, he can win you the week single-handedly. He's, uh, so it's hard to argue there. The only concern I would have as well would be that you know the, a note came out that Tyreek and Waddle are co-number ones, but we all know that's yeah. not the truth. We all know that it's Tyreek Hill, and then the target tree is kind of narrow anyway. There's not really yeah. a tight end that they feed targets to, and – the thing is, the thing is with those guys too is like kind of what I was thinking when we came into the season. Everyone was like, "Well, these guys can't coexist and be top, you know, top twelve guys." Well, right now they're number four, and number five. Right? Exactly. And they have, there's one big kind of game outlier there, um, but they play Cincinnati tomorrow night, and I think that's going to be a fantastic game. And you look at what Waddle. You could, I guess, you could make an argument for Waddle to go ahead of Tyreek if you really wanted to, just far as far as target share and opportunity goes. But I, I just, I don't know. It's just. They're close. Don't get me wrong. But I think the the pure upside that Tyreek brings and him being able to come over from the jump and get molded into this offense is, is really what's pushing him up for me ahead of a couple of these other wide receivers. All right. Quick read from our friends at Bro Throw. 
Have you ever bet on sports with your buddies? Brothrow is only sports betting platform that lets you bet directly with friends. And Brothrow doesn't take a cut of every bet. No fees, no juice, no middleman. Brothrow is not a sports book, Cody. You bet on sports directly against other users with no juice or vig, which saves you a ton of money over time. Betting 11 bucks uh, to win 10 stinks. With Brothrow, you bet 10 to win 10. Brothrow offers hassle-free sign-up process that lets you get into the action in seconds. You don't have to deposit money on Brothrow either. You just instead you pay other bettors directly. Sounds like peer-to-peer stuff. It's pretty cool. Throw out your first bet uh, on Brothrow.com/roto and use code use code roto. Brothrow is a free sign-up. Cut out the middleman and start betting on Brothrow. That's Brothrow.com/roto. R-O-T-O. That's, I mean, I think that's the future of sports betting, man, peer to peer. Like, why should I have to pay a VIG to a book when, and again, we love the sports book. They offer all these different things. But if I think Tyreek Hill, if let's say that his under over is, um, you know, like 80 yards in a given week. And I say, hey, I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to go under 50 yards. And you'll say, hey, I'll take that bet. And then we just bet 10 bucks on it. It's like, you know, we do that all the time when we're on podcasts and stuff. Oh, I bet you this player versus that player. But if you could throw it out into the universe, I think peer to peer is the future of sports betting. All right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I think that's the best way to go at it. All right. Number seven, I'm not going to let Jamar Chase fall any longer. It's not that I don't love Christian McCaffrey. Actually, I don't love Christian McCaffrey. It's just funny that his workload last week was 25 carries and like two targets. You want it the exact opposite way. You want like eight carries and 12 targets. It's it's looming towards a possible disaster. I mean, every running back has injury risk, um, but I'll – if I was drafting right now, I'm not taking him at pick seven, even though I'm sure there would be a lot of disagreement there. I'm not going to let Jamar chase. It feels like the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals offense is about to go nuclear. They've had, they paid for that offensive line, Cody, but there's been leaky as the season goes on. Offensive lines tend to gel. And that's where those downfield uh, Jamar chase patterns will really start to percolate. I'm going Jamar chase at pick seven. 28% target share. Most targets in the NFL right now. Uh, there's not really an argument there. 28% versus T Higgins, who has 15%, the beta alpha of the NFL. A lot of people want to call him the alpha. I don't think he's the alpha. It's Jamar Chase. You just got him right here at the 107. And I, again, that was the one guy that I was like, I should really take him over Hill. But I think it's what Hill's done in this offense from the jump. His teammate, I have more dependability in Waddle uh, opening up every part of the field for Hill than I do of Higgins opening up every part of the field for Chase because it seems like Chase in the games he gets locked up, it's because he's not getting any help on the other side of the field. So, Fair enough. All right, you're up at the pick 108 in our, our single quarterback PPR mock draft. You're making it tough on me, man. You're making it tough because this this guy just keeps falling. And I, and I was like, I feel like I have to take him. But again, the competency of the Carolina Panthers offense. They haven't used DJ Moore. They, I mean, LaVisca Chenault, what he might now be the receiving leader or shortly, shortly behind Robbie Anderson. I think if, if, if I'm corrected, um, but as far as usage of Christian McCaffrey, his opportunity shares top five and the fantasy points just aren't there right now. I'm pushing Christian McCaffrey down the board Ooh. even more. And with the one Oh eight, we're going with the guy. He was, Going at the end of the second, sometimes the early third on FFWC, I'm going AJ Brown. I'm oh. going AJ Brown because I've I love Jalen Hurts, and this is only a top 24 draft, but I have Jalen Hurts in way too many leagues. 
So it's like one of those things, like I had Lance in a few leagues, and when he got hurt, I was like, oh, bro, oh, my gosh, that's going to burn a couple teams. It's like if if Hurts got done, if Hurts got hurt, I'd probably just like my computer. Retire. The window, the window, the computer just go out the window, and I'd just be like, all right, go on a vacation for the rest of the season. They would need to bring the straight the straight jacket police into your home. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is obviously – he. I mean, I want to talk about this A.J. Brown pick, but Jalen Hurts, it just seemed kind of captain obvious in the preseason, like – that's the quarterback that you want to get. People try to push it to the seventh round. You needed to take him in the sixth round to secure him in single quarterback leagues. It was so obvious that if he took even a, a, a small step forward in passing, that he was going to be one of the best values in all fantasy football. Obviously, Lamar so far is the best value in the quarterback position. But yeah, A.J. Brown, man, um, it just shows what a criminal misuse the Titans, uh, how the Titans used him. That they're, they're just you know loading him up here. I, I love this pick right here. And... Yeah, if you got him in the second round. Remember, A.J. Brown was considered a reach in the second round. It, it was like, eh, I guess I'll take him. Oh, pick eight. I, you you got to love it. I have one team. It's the uh, it's the Des Bryant best ball tournament, and I took Jefferson at two. I took Pittman at the 211, and then I got A.J. Brown at the 302, and that is by far my favorite team so far this offseason, and it's getting A.J. Brown at the 302. And it's just Amazing. He should have. Ne- he should have never been going that low. If yep. there was any thirty-three percent target share, number three in the NFL right now, fourth in air yard share, it's it's. And then you saw Eve, that's even with the Devonte or the Devonta Smith game from last week where he went over one hundred and fifty. It's like he's just going to continue to eat. And I guess the culmination of the the really the the defining moment I think for me last week, even in that big game with Smith, it's like they ran the slant on the goal line, like maybe they're in the four yard line and Hertz hit him on the outside shoulder going in on a slant. I don't, you probably may, I don't know if you remember this player or not. Of course. So he, yep. Outside slant and he just catches it and he just bodies this corner, just takes him right into the end zone. It's like this guy had no, no chance where Hertz put the ball first off and then Brown's just innate ability just to, he's a dog. Right. Yep. And it's, you like, know, when you saw that play, when you saw that play, it was it just looked like like a father playing with like an eleven year old yes. uh, on in you know like trying and just like a little too hard, right? <laughs> it was like, that's what I'm saying. Like he he looks so much better than everyone else out there. It looks like he's playing with children. So yes, I, I did it. see that play. That was a red zone play for sure. Um, and also, I think it also might mean that you want a piece of this Philly offense in any way possible. In some of my deeper leagues, I've just been adding Quez Watkins for a dollar just in case either of these guys miss time. Oh, good. I see the victory. Hands in the air like you just don't care there. Um, yeah, because if Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, they both have had health concerns a little bit. You know, it, one A.J. Brown obviously has missed time. Devontae Smith is a little bit, you know, slight of frame. So you saw what the, the Quez nuclear upside looks like. And again, I'm just adding guys like that to the back of my bench if I'm not taking running backs. Absolutely. Love it. Yep. All right. Um, I'm not going to let CMC fall past nine. I mean, it's kind of, it doesn't, you don't really need a long explanation, but at this point of the draft, it makes sense. I'm sure he would in the underdog best balls. Have you uh, done any of the resurrection stuff yet? Where is CMC going? No resurrections for me yet. Yeah. I haven't jumped in yet either. Uh, I'm curious to see if I bet you he is going to fall to about this spot. I mean, you know, maybe in the beginning, but all these players that went ahead of him in our, in our mock draft so far, I would take ahead of CMC, but I'm not going to let him fall past this point. We don't need to belabor uh, unless you have anything specific. I mean, this could be the best pick of the draft or it could just be a complete dud in three weeks. So CMC at pick nine. 
Our uh, current underdog ADP has him at 1.7. So, yeah, he's pretty go. much the consensus one or two. Fair enough. You're up at the uh, 110. All right, 110. I think running back for me is out of the question right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go back to receiver. Pick is in. You have not lost connection, folks. I've not, not lost. I've not he, lost connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because it's not. There's not. We're kind of. We kind of hit that threshold right there. The threshold was like, when are we going to let McCaffrey fall to? What right. are we going to let him fall to? And then once he's gone, it's kind of opens up a door where you can go a lot of directions. Right now, given uh, what we've seen, right? I think Devontae yeah. Adams is in question. There's a lot of p- other positions are in question yeah. here. I think you can consider Adams Waddle. I think you could start looking at tight end, really. And Cody Carpentier, I think that there is a case to look at a quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't do it here, but if somebody in did QB? it in single QB, there are there is a quarterback that's breaking the slate right now. And again, I agree with you that it is not optimal to go quarterback this early. But if somebody did it, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. I'm not going to do it. But it's how do you tell someone that they're wrong for, for going that way? We can discuss that. Make your pick, and then we can get into it. All right, all right. I feel, But I feel you, though, because I, I, I should have expected that, given that you took Trevor Lawrence. With ah, <laughs> too soon, too soon. Meanwhile, it was the right pick. It was. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is damn good. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is damn good. Not above Javante, where I took him in, uh, in our rookie draft a couple of years ago. But, again, I'm just saying, if there is an, like a, a quarterback that's slate-breaking, and, you know, like you just said right here, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can go. And no matter who you pick, you can get an equivalent positional player in the next round, too, if you're picking at pick 10. So why not take the guy that's actually good? I have teams that suck, but they have Lamar Jackson on them, and I'm winning. Can't argue with it. I can't yep. argue with it. It's, I mean, it's the Lamar factor, and we're, and we're seeing it clear as day right now. So Yep. All right. You're up at pick 10. I'm not going to go receiver here. I'm going Mark Andrews because the the tight end position is so broken again. 21.5 points per game. Kelsey, 18.5 points per game. The tight end three is Tyler freaking Conklin, who's on uh, available. I think he's only owned in 11% of leagues on like like uh, sleeper or something like that going into waivers this week. Uh, and he's the tight end three. So I think you just have to take the leverage there at uh, tight end and, and take Mark Andrews here at the uh, 110. For the same reason, you know, he's he's breaking fantasy in a sense, too, that, you know, when I when I took him in one draft in the second round, I was so pissed off. I was like, oh, what a donkey pick. Now, meanwhile, <laughs> it's it was a high stakes, too. It was the NFFC. I took him in the second round. I was like, just because all the receivers I like dried up at that point, I wasn't on A.J. Brown. Is Oh, actually, I think he might have even gone. But meanwhile, I'm so happy I did it. I'm in first place. I'm in 70th overall in the NFFC Rotowire Online That's, Championship. Oh. I mean, it's three weeks, and I'll probably fall to 170 next week. You know how these things go. It's like a DFS contest. But it's hey, I'll get there. Yes, it's a roller coaster and a long way to go. Uh, no, I like Mark Andrews' pick. I contemplated him at nine. I think that's a, a sot, rock solid pick. Hey, just for everyone that you mentioned, Tyler Conklin, how much fat, if you're in this tight end hell, which most of us are in, what percent of fab? Say you have a good team. It's just every week you pick the wrong tight end. How much fab would you go on Conklin? And the biggest pushback I get on Conklin is Zach Wilson's coming back. But I thought there was a lot of talk of how Zach Wilson and Conklin were connecting in the preseason. So both of those concepts, I'm, I'm curious if you to weigh in on. 
to be honest with you, um, it's one of those guys that if you're in the situation where you are dealing with a, I love Komet. I, I've missed on Komet this year openly. I think he's still got an opportunity, but as far as like my expectation, it's completely off, off the, off the rails. Albert Akwebunam, another guy that's putting up zeros. If you're sitting here plugging these guys in, the Gaseckis. I was just talking to my cousin about his team. We've been dealing with this Gaseki thing for a couple of years now, and it's like, hey, dude, you if in your league you got to put up 25 to 30 percent in on on Tyler Conklin. You just have to. The dependability in targets right now for Tyler Conklin, if if it's really that bad, if that's like your one hole specifically is that tight end position. You just can't reel it in. You can't reel it in. You have to chase the targets. You have to chase the targets with Tyler. So what percent? Twenty. It depends on your league and how your team is built, right? If your team is built and you yep. have depth at running back and you have depth at receiver, and you're like, "Wow, well, I don't really need," I would go up to like the thirty percent mark with Tyler go. Conklin. It's a you lot on fill a tight the end. It's a yeah. lot on a tight end. But if you need it and that's the only thing that you have left, you're going up to thirty percent max. I would say in that area. Uh, you also need to know your league mates. Uh, in some leagues, he's a guy you could probably spend eight to ten percent on. But I think in the leagues where you're dealing with this headache at the tight end position i think he can cure it uh like an ibuprofen or six and i think you can throw up to 25 to 30 percent on him and, and confidently just say all right i got my guy i'm plugging him in and you just kind of ride with it i agree with that philosophy 100 don't be afraid to overpay to fix a problem and i think that's a dynasty solution too i'm willing to overpay in my dynasty leagues to fix a problem that i have everyone wants to win the trade i think the same goes for the waiver wire here all right pick 11 I'm on the board here, and this one might be um, the one that gets a little bit of uh, squinty eyes from some people. They're going to be like, eh, what's he doing here? But sometimes we just have to adjust to what's going on. Nick Chubb is the RB2 in the fantasy football season. Running backs are a disaster this year. Nick Chubb is not a disaster. You got him in the third round. He almost fell to like the fourth round in a couple of high-stakes traps. I couldn't believe it. But for the yeah. most part, he was a, a third-round running back. It's only going to get better when Deshaun Watson comes back, not worse. This is unbelievable. No one expected this from Nick Chubb. Even without the pass catching, he's had the upside. Uh, I know there's been some some touchdown uh, stuff that could regress, but maybe not. Uh, at the end of the first round, I just want Nick Chubb on my team, and I feel like at least now I one of the running back spots I don't have to worry about. I can't, I can't argue with it, right? Nick Chubb is – I can't say this now because Ray G tweeted and this first thing came to my head. I was about to say Nick Chubb's the best pure runner in football. And Nick, uh, Ray G tweeted out. He's like, get rid of the word pure. It was just like, when you're talking about Nick Chubb, get rid of the word pure. He's the best running back in football right now. He's the hardest runner in football. He's doing all of it. And like you just said, top five guy, not really an argument. Like him and Barkley look like the best this year. Taylor obviously is great, but him, and, him and Barkley just look like, the best running backs right now, Pierre. Right. So no All argument right. for me. All right. Make the last pick, and then we're going to do a quick break, and then we will come back. You have two picks. You're on the turn now. You're team 12. You see everything that's off the board. You're looking at this. You're, you're picking on the hook. What do you got, Cody Carpentier of Player Profiler? All right. So with the turn pick, I'm going to go with what I know. Number 12 is going to be Travis Kelsey. Again, you're leveraging that tight end position because there's only two guys right now that you can depend on. You can't depend on Wall or you can't depend on Pitts. I think both guys uh, will resurrect the rest of the season. But again, Kelsey, he, he's had a couple opportunities. He should be closer to Andrews as far as the points per game basis right now. He should be up in that 20-point range. He's had a couple of drops, but uh, a couple of situations. So I'm going to go Kelsey here at the 112 to take care of that tight end position for this team, number 12. 
and then we're gonna go wide receiver. No, 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 no. hold there. We're gonna you're, oh. you're not. Yeah, you're on there. Okay. We're gonna hold that until after the break. All right. All so, right. Cody, I sent you those reads. Can you do the? We got one more message from Vivid Seats Copy. Could you do that so I could uh, fix a problem in my office here? It'll take a second. All right. So a now word from Vivid Seats, read by Cody Carpentier. He's helping me out. Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on and your tailgate snacks ready. That's right. The NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule, compare tickets, and secure your spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with a reward program, Vivid Seats is winning app for NFL fans like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash it in to catch more games all season long. With tickets from Vivid Seats, you'll get from watching the game and being a part of it. Go to vividseats.com or find us in the App Store to browse unbeatable seats. We'll see you at the stadium. And I'm probably right. going to use Vivid Seats this week as well. I'm looking at going to the NC State Clemson game. Very exciting. And so now after reading this, I think I'm going to have to use Vivid Seats. All right. Well, hit the like button if you liked Cody's read. I thought that was uh, it might have been better than mine. You might have a new job as a voiceover man. You know, you do have that nice bassy voice, real man voice, not not a beta voice, an alpha voice. Um, all right. As we are, I'm here with Cody Carpentier. We're doing a redraft of the first two rounds. We're gonna pick up the pace a little bit in order to uh, to get through the second round here. You could see scrolling on the bottom the order we've picked, but I'll just review it for everyone that's listening on the audio podcast. Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, 1-2, JT, Barkley, 3-4, and four, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, the next two picks. Seven was Jamar Chase, eight, A.J. Brown. I took Christian McCaffrey at nine. Mark Andrews went at 10, Nick Chubb, 11, and Travis Kelsey, 12. What a different first round that we had in just a, four weeks ago, but I think this is right on point. I don't think you'll get many arguments. If you have any arguments with this first round, feel free to put it in the chat or just yell at us on social media at Carpentier NFL, or at Alan Zaslowski. All right, we're going to start with round two. You were on the clock, and as the, the team that picked 12th, you took Travis Kelsey. Who are you taking at pick 13? So a lot of a lot of thought that you could go right back to the AFC West with this one. And I don't know if I really want to do that. I think I'm going to go with the teammate of another guy that I took in the first round on a different team. Obviously, this is not one super team. This is 12 different teams. I get it. I get it. We're going Jalen Waddle here at yeah. pick yeah. 201. Jalen Waddle, the pure target share. Jalen Waddle, the pure animal. Again, they're coexisting together in this offense. I guess Tua is the big swing here, right? These Both these guys are connecting well with Tua. Both these guys are opening them up across the field. Sixth in target share uh, right now in the NFL. Seventh in air yard share for Jalen Waddle. And he looks like one of those guys... Dwayne McFarlane was just on a show with the Podfather last week. I think you're going to be on the Mighty Mansion next week, correct? And on that Mighty Mansion show with Dwayne McFarlane, he's like, we need to do a show next year because I think we get too locked in over the summer to, oh, ADP, all this bullshit. And then you come around and it's like, just take the good players. And what do we know about Jalen Waddle? He's a good player. What he did last season, setting the record for most receptions from a rookie, just take the good players know what you know and know what you don't and what do you know jill and is a good player take him here at the 201 and get those targets uh i would have taken him if you didn't just so you know so you're yes. we're we're in sync here that's uh, a snipe that's a snipe right there it's a, that's a true snipe right that's a true snipe because you're reaching up above what perceived adp was and he, listen to this thought here it's kind of a half-baked thought but adp poisons your mind right that's really what you were saying here and i think that if 
we go back to our rankings that we made in February or March for that year. Those are going to be our more sober rankings. Now, obviously, things are going to tra- change with trades and uh, you know just camp news. But for the most part, we Jalen Waddle was a, a going on the it was the late second round in early drafts. He was going on the two three turn. The Tyreek Hill trade happened. He moved to the third round, and then slowly he creeped down. But yet, nothing changed for him. In fact, you could argue that Tyreek Hill, as you just made the great argument actually helps Jalen Waddle. It makes it so they can't ever really double him. Uh, ADP poisons your mind is the thought, and I'll have to really flesh that out and and think it through because I don't know how you avoid it. We're in the mix of all of people doing podcasts and articles, and whether you think so or not, Cody, it does po- it does influence your thinking. And the, the, the low-key thing you take away from here is that you see everyone say, oh, it's ADP. You got to stick with the ADP. And then you see articles come out like, you should never reach more than 10 picks of ADP. Okay, well, if you never do that, the ADP is never going to change. It's only going to change you know, ever so slightly. And if you don't agree with someone and you think that A.J. Brown should go at the 201 and not the 302 and you know he's not going to come back to you, I'm t- you have to break through that threshold in your mind and say, I'm taking him because he deserves to go here. He will, like, if you have that much conviction in a guy, he's going to pay off at this price. You just have to do it. And we have to, we have to kind of break through that barrier and say, I don't care what everybody else thinks. This is what I think. And that's how you should be playing fantasy football in general. So when you do take a guy three rounds ahead, they're like, well, that was a reach. And it's like, all right, call me in a month and we'll talk. Isn't that like a microcosm for life? You know, we kind of go with the yep. wisdom of crowds. We listen to what people say, even though we have these thoughts that might be in total, you know, contradictory to what everything is, is uh, everyone saying, what media is saying. So, so is ADP, so is life. You know, I mean, it could go wrong on you. I mean, everyone who was reaching into the second round for DJ Moore, that went wrong. Okay, but at least you had a conviction on it. I mean, yep. you know, I mean, if you if someone took Amon Ross St. Brown, which I'm going to take at this next pick here, <laughs> that was the literally i was like i can keep pushing it i can keep pushing it no no i uh, if, last four picks i was like i can keep pushing it i keep pushing no it. no no not with me you can't i would have taken him as high as pick 11 but i really wanted. i thought nick chubb represents the last running back that i feel good about rest of the season so sorry not sorry i'm in ross st brown i'm taking him at uh pick fifth 14 here so that's the 2.2 i think that you could you know if someone took him at pick 11 ahead of Andrews. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I do like Andrews better given the positional scarcity, but I'm on Ross St. Brown's. I mean, in a dynasty rankings, he's going to be what your wide receiver 10 to 14. Uh, where do you, where does player profiler have him for dynasty? I got the seasonal up right now. I think he should be climbing to the top 10 dynasty rankings get updated tomorrow uh, on okay. a weekly basis. So it'll be Thursday. Um, so he's 13 right now. I think he's going to go up a little bit more, um, but he's right there side by side with Waddle. So I think that's a good spot for him. But I, again, when I said I was picking Andrews at 10, this is the guy I said, remember, if we went into that pick, I said, I'm looking at receiver. And I'm like, I I pushed him down. Yeah. If you look at, this is my favorite stat. I found this last week before Amon Ra played the Vikings was Detroit has scored 29 plus points in six of their last eight games. Now it's six of the last nine because they didn't score this week. Detroit was 0-10-1 and entering week 13 of the 2021 season. They were 4-4 and coming into this last week. In week 13 of last season, when that started, that was when they played against Minnesota. They played Minnesota this past week. And you look at Amon Ra's stats over that period, it's ridiculous. 
That was his first game over 80% snaps year. 12, 12, 11, 11, 11, 10, 12, 12 as far as targets go. And he was a top 10 wide receiver every week but one. And he scored a touchdown every week but one. He's been on an unreal tear and been the feature of this offense. And think about this. Everyone wants to say, well, Jamison's going to come back. All right, well, Swift is going to be RB1. No, it's the one constant thing. Hawkinson hasn't hit because of Amon Ra. Jamison's going to come back and open up the field, and you're only going to get more and more Amon Ra. I think um, I can't remember who made the comparison, but being this year's Cooper Cup, I think, has hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, I, I would take it a little further. Yes, he's certainly this year's Cooper Cup, but isn't there a lot of similarities in career trajectory between him and Antonio Brown? Late round pick, Ooh. you know, year two. I don't even think Antonio Brown hit in year two. I think it was more like year three. He showed some signs. You know, nobody thought Antonio Brown was going to be like the one one as a wide receiver in a running back heavy fantasy plat, uh, world. So I'm just saying it's, he's not there yet. He's got a ways to go. But it seems like it's, you know, there's more of a just a narrative comparison between those guys. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Here we go. Actually, let's leave. Um, I'm going to put a little break right here, not for the viewing audience, but for the podcast audience. Just want you to stick with us through the break. We'll be right back with Cody's on the clock at pick 15. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with Cody Carpentier, a player profiler. I'm Alan Zislowski. Follow me at 
at Alan Seslowski. You follow Cody at Carpentier NFL. And we are doing a two-round mock draft, rest-of-season mock draft, starting in week four. So maybe these picks will look silly in two weeks. But, Cody, you are on the clock at pick 15. We're going to pick up the pace for the next two picks each. But I doubt we'll actually pick it up. If we don't get to the end, we don't get to the end. Who are you taking? For those that have been following along, to me, I don't know if you were as big a fan of this guy or not. I'm going to hear your opinion right after I say his name. It seems like he might be quietly being ignored. I almost forgot about him on this list. Why did she for six on a points-per-game basis this year? But he's missed one game, and that's why I think he's mm. disappearing from a lot of these top end of these lists. Why did she for six at the wide receiver position, top end, Michael Pittman? This is about where he ended up going uh, towards the end there. He was going anywhere in round two. Uh, I saw him as high as 112. I saw him as low as 302. I love Michael Pittman. I think he's going to continue in this offense to eat the rest of the season, 25% target share through those two games he's played. 95% snap share. I love Michael Pittman, and I think I'm going to continue to hammer Michael Pittman. I'm going to pair him here with my Mark Andrews team. You are. Uh, it's so funny because he's out for one game. People forget about him. Had he had those two games and say a similar third game, we'd be talking about him in the first round, right? Yeah. So fantasy players, we think, especially dynasty players, we think we have such a long view. We don't. It's all recency bias. You yeah. just stole Michael Pittman there. I mean, I like all the picks that have gone before him, but yeah. Michael Pittman at pick 15, uh, he was going a little bit later than this. You know, he was going like late round two. I know in some of the uh, the high stakes drafts, he was getting push, push, push. But in your typical home league drafts, he was falling even into the middle of round three. So good pick, yeah. Cody. I- I'm not going to I'm not going to crap on you for that one. All right. I'm on the clock here. Um, now, this one, you know, I'm just going to I know you don't take quarterback this early, but when we have the data that we have right now, Lamar Jackson is putting up 50s. I mean, 48 points. You could have a bad team in fantasy football. And I think that we're going to there's going to be offseason discussion if these style of quarterbacks should go at the end of round two uh, and. It, this could be a little bit early, but we're talking the current season we're in. We don't have to project anything out. We don't love the uh, the Ravens running backs. We think Lamar is going to continue to eat, uh, or it can only go up from here with the rushing. And wide receiver-wise, it's like, you know, you, he's got two or three targets he likes. That's it. And it's Mark Andrews. He's got, uh, you know, Devin Duvernay has been catching touches, uh, touchdowns. And, of course, Rashad Bateman has yet to have that big explosive game. So, might be a reach, but when I have Lamar Jackson and the, my opponent is facing off with Derek Carr, they're going to be in fear. Let's go Lamar Jackson at pick 16. Fun. Fun. <laughs> Again, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's in the contract here. He's doing exactly what he should be doing to get this contract. Uh, they're going to have to give it to him because he's, I mean, he's a complete game changer. He's running everything. I know we're talking fantasy, but as far as just a pure, pure quarterback right now, he's making himself almost unguardable, unplayable. You know, it's, he's special, right? Five touchdowns, four touchdowns, three touchdowns, like you said, forties, forties. And like the floor is QB eight. So QB eight. You think that's his floor? I think his floor is player overall eight. No, no, no. I'm saying like in a week, in a weekly, but like he scored 21 against the Jets in week one. That was like, he was exerting like no energy against the Jets. Oh, right, right, right. I got you. You're saying, okay, you're saying so far, like in a, in a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, still, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Bad game. He's still top end right. guy. And you know what? You can't, like, I understand. If anyone said to me, oh, you're an idiot, you could still get, you know, QB five, two rounds later, you're right. But I just think that, yeah. 
Yep. I don't want to take the chance. I think that there's other players I'll like in round three, in round four, and I'll still be happy that I have Lamar. I'm doing a little bit of roster construction strategery here. So, all right, you're up. Pick 17. I got no problem with that at all. I So when you, when you open up the quarterback door, it's like, oh, I could really I could go back to quarterback. Do I want to do it? Stick to stick to your board, man, and I'll, I'll suck up all the uh, the game changers. It's cool. All right. Well, see this next pick here. If you look at the one hundred eight on the board, it was AJ Brown. Yep. Oh, nice. And pairing him with his quarterback might be fun. You opened up the door with Lamar Jackson, and you talk about game changers at the quarterback position. This guy. 83% completion percentage against the Vikings, 63% this last week. That was the big question we asked for Jalen Hurts. Three touchdowns, three touchdowns, 34, 27, QB4, QB3, QB2, each of the first three season, three weeks of the season. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a real Super Bowl contender with a top 10 offensive line, a top 10 defense, a top two quarterback from a fantasy perspective. I'm going to take him right here. Yeah. This is my favorite stack in season. And I think if you're really looking at it from a game changer standpoint, there's two game changers right now, and it's Lamar and it's Hurts. Allen's great, Herbert's great, but I think these are the two game changers. And I think if if I'm going to draft against somebody and Lamar goes right there, yes, is is it a little like okay, shit, I got to jump on board? Maybe, but if I already have AJ Brown and I know that stack is there and I'm trusting my process, I'm going Jalen Hurts right here at the 205. I think in a lot of these drafts that happen, like, you know, when you see these underdog drafts and you're really just going for super upside. And if that QB door gets open, like you phrased it, I love that. You're going to see everyone just say, hey, you know what? This is the market. I'm going to adjust to the market. I'm not going to stick true to my uh, weight on QB board because you waited on QB in your season long league. You have Russell Wilson. You're like, yes, I'm set. I got Russell Wilson in round 12. Uh-oh. I need yep. Daniel Jones off the waiver wire. Uh-oh. I'm getting so many bench Russell Wilson for this guy questions this week, Cody. Yep. Don't mess around. The other players will fall. You need to adjust to the market. Jalen Hurts. I literally, so speaking of Russell Wilson, in the FFWC, I had Russell Wilson. I go, oh, I'm going to feel good about Russell Wilson. Last week, going into the week, I picked up Marcus Mariota. I started Marcus Mariota over him. I think he scored 12 more points. And I like had to make that decision. I was like, talking about it in our meeting, and I go, I feel like an idiot. I'm playing Mariota this week over Wilson, but I feel like it's the right move. And it was. And I was like, this is ridiculous. The fact that, I mean, the whole Russell thing, you can talk about that, but it's uh, it's it's just crazy. But, um, but yeah, Jalen yeah, Hurts here, I, I love him. He's got the number seven wide receiver, number six tight end. He's got a wide receiver 18, Devonta Smith. And the running backs really haven't pushed much into the ground. So he's going to keep getting the running game. Miles Sanders is RB 23. Um, so I'm not really worried about like this big run game takeover. I think he's just going to – Miles Sanders is just going to keep being good enough, but I don't think he's really a worry as far as the goal line goes. They don't have a big bruiser. They don't have a, a Jordan Howard that's healthy and, and going to come in and take three touchdowns away from Hurts. And Hurts is so talented down there. Um, I think you can take advantage of it. My bold call for the season, and again, it didn't end up being that bold, except I, I – you know, I think I I put it on film at in early part, but it kind of got chalky. It was Jalen Hurts uh, QB one overall, and 
Again, not not that exciting of, of a take right now, but he's in play there. And I think if this happens in a real draft of the two quarterbacks go, the next one is obviously going to be Josh Allen. So I'll pretend we're in this. I'm not trying to make a mockery of our mockery draft here, but Josh Allen would probably go here. And so I just put him in at pick 18. Those are the three guys, right? It's, That's it. Yeah, those are the three guys. 34.5 points right now per game for Lamar Jackson, 29 29.9 for Josh Allen, 28.7 for Jalen Hurts. I think all three of those guys have hyper upside, big, big boom games, and those are the three quarterbacks right now that can sling it and can run it, and you can. And every time they get into the, the five, anytime they get into the ten, it's not, oh, hey, who are they going to throw a, a fade up to? It's, you know, when where's the RPO coming from? Is it going to be a slant to A.J. Brown? Is it going to be a slant to Diggs? Or are they going to run it? Because all three of these guys, every week it feels like they're down there getting multiple carries inside the five, inside the ten. And that is just that big of a game changer by itself. That seven-point play right there is so big uh, in the fantasy game that uh, I can't argue with Josh Allen at all right there. Yeah, and I think when we get into next season, let's just fast forward, you are going to be talking about these three guys if the status doesn't change as late second-round picks. I mean, we pushed them up a little bit because we're in season. It's time to – we're trying to win. But I I think that all three of them are going to be in conversation on the 2-3 turn and you know you're going to have people that say you're an idiot. I'm never doing it. Oh, these guys are my QB one, two, and three, but they're not going to be on my team. Okay, let's see how that works out for you. You know, um, all right, you're up at pick 19 as we're you know getting to the back end here of our mock draft redo mock draft uh, from week four forward. All right, this guy has been getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down after being a guy that was eight, nine, ten in these first round picks. Uh, as a first-round pick over the over the last few months. Tough matchups to start the season. Asante Samuel, Byron Murphy, Christian Fulton, 90 air yards, 9,245, but the output really hasn't been there since week one. Going Devontae Adams yeah. in Vegas. They're going to be in a lot of big games the rest of the season, including the next few. They're going to get the Chiefs this next week or, or in two weeks, whatever it is. Um, it's, 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 it's just pure usage, pure output. He's going to need the targets. He's going to get the targets, 30% target share. You can't really argue with it. Sixth in routes run, number one in red zone targets. He's got 10. Uh, I I like Devontae Adams. I love this value here at the 2-7. Yeah, it's hard to argue because he you're getting a value on him versus where he was going in the um in the early draft, you know, in the seasonal drafts. He was going at the like late first round. If he would getting drafted at this spot, like this 18, 19 spot, nobody would really be complaining. The only concern, and again, there's no concern at this value because Devontae Adams is going to get fed. It's just that he's seeing floor games that were not there last season. And the obvious reason is because it's Aaron Rodgers. And if they continue to bracket him as they did in the last game, it seems like coach Josh McDaniels has no problem going to Mac, uh, Mac Hollins. Uh, I mean, this it, it's a little disturbing here. I mean, I would make the same pick that you made. Go ahead, Cody. But I was just going to say, with that, and I 100% agree, but with that, Mac Hollins being the wide receiver too, they're going to be like, oh, okay, so Mac Hollins decided he wants to play football this year. Like, mm. we've known he has this athleticism, 6'4", 215. He can run up in that 4'5", high 4'4s. It's just like, it's it feels like it's like this year's Zay Jones. And I have much respect for Mac. I think he, Mac is a great, but all right, he can do it. We this is the defense is made. The defense is like, all right, we're gonna bracket Adams and make Mac Hollins beat us. And what did Mac Hollins do? He beats you. So now you got to rethink that. And now they're gonna say, all right, well, we'll shade a little bit more over so we don't get burnt over the top. 
Now the run game is going to come into effect. I think it all it all circles together, right? Josh McDaniels was smart enough. Belichick was smart enough. These guys all worked together forever. I think you're going to see the, the wheel come back around 17 targets, 7 and 10 for Adams just because the ball isn't getting completed right now. as has a touchdown each of those three games. Just trust in the process here, like you said, just the targets, the pure talent that Adams has. And I just honestly, the shootouts they're going to be in down this stretch, they're going to be fighting through every single game. We saw this last week. They almost came back against the Titans. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm okay with it. All right, before we make our my next pick, real quick, you got a, a, a trade question for the chat. And I know that normally we don't do trade questions, but I thought this one's pretty interesting. Just snap call on this, Cody. We had someone that wants one side. Side A is Keenan Allen, Bateman, and Ertz. Side two is Pittman, Gabe Davis, and Irv Smith. It seems like a fair trade to me, either side. But for the most part, I'm going to err on that side of the Pittman, Gabe Davis, and Irv Smith. Yes. Okay. In both dynasty and seasonal. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, just the better players are on one side. All right. I'm up at pick 20. Now, this one, I, I, I might be a little sneaky to you, but I'm curious if you actually, and if you don't like this pick, I want you to tell me because I think this is an important pick. Running backs are hard to come by, man. And I think the one that we have to really adjust what's happened on the field is James Robinson. And I'm not, I'm a little worried. I, I I know Mixon, Aaron Jones, but those guys worry me a little bit. There is no concerns. And if Jacksonville is who we think they're going to be, if they beat Philly this week and James Robinson has another good game, you're going to be like, oh my God, Alan Soslowski was a genius. Now I could look foolish next week too, but he's RB3 on the year. We've already seen him, seen him have a top five season. He is redefining the narrative on Achilles. Trevor Lawrence is starting to become that Great pick in the first round of a rookie draft, like by me, pick seven over Javante Williams. No, just kidding. But I am taking James Robinson here. It's it's adjusting to what's happening before everyone else does. I'm taking the risk right here at pick 20. I respect it. 100% <laughs> respect it. It's uh, ballsy, to say the least, given the guys that are still on the board. But you're taking him with what you know, and we're doing what we, we're doing with what we know, right? I think Jacksonville is a top 10 offensive line right now. Uh, we just released offensive line rankings the last two weeks at playerprofiler.com. You can go check those out right now. Who's the top three offensive lines? Denver, you know, on, yeah, good. Denver, Atlanta, and Philly. Okay. Atlanta's been running the shit out of the ball. Um, Denver is just sneakily. And this is the, the confusing thing with like Denver as a whole. Their offensive line is great, but they just haven't been doing shit. And then Philadelphia, I think, goes without saying. Um, but yeah, and. Jacksonville, though, Jacksonville, when I, when I got done with it, I was like, this makes sense, though, because what they spent on the offensive line, bringing in Scherf, um, bringing in Fortner, like, this makes sense. And yep. then you see what James Robinson's doing. You see what Trevor Lawrence is doing. This offense is, is taking a That's complete what I'm saying. lift. Then you look that, at the defense. The defense is completely getting ignored right now, but I think the offense is uh, offensive-wise. And I think the, the sneaky thing also is, like, ETN, everyone's like, well, ETN, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, ETN's going to continue to get some, but that doesn't matter because the efficiency with James Robinson, keeping him in for 60%. If you look at the games that Derrick Henry had a couple seasons ago in that 2020 year when he went ballistic, I don't think, I think he had one game over 80% snap share in those games were in, the, in the season where he went for 2,000 yards. They, you don't need to be in for 90% of the snaps, 95% of the snaps, 60%, 59%, 52% for James Robinson. And still cresting 20 fantasy points. That's impressive. 
That's what I'm saying. And if it goes up from there and he presumably will get healthier and healthier and healthier if he's not already. I mean, you know, so it's and he's got a touchdown in every game. He's the goal line back. Right. I mean, he's the trusted guy and he just keeps defying the odds. So running backs are going to run thin here a little bit. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs. James Robinson is Mr. Consistent. I've kept you way longer than I said I would, Cody. You're always generous to me with your time. So let's knock out the rest of these picks here. Uh, You are up at pick 21. I didn't even realize the time flew by so fast. I don't even care. I'm here forever for my brother. I appreciate uh, you, I pre- man. I, I appreciate you having me on here. So we're at the one on, we're at the 209 here, and yep. this is my Saquon Barkley team. Do I want to go back to running back again, or do I go receiver? I think I'm going receiver. And the reason I'm going receiver is because I think there's just a handful of guys that are left that are going to continue to get that output, that target share that we're looking for. There's one guy that really hasn't burst onto the scene yet in 2022, had a great 2021. I'm not going Debo Samuel. I'm actually going to go CeeDee Lamb. Might be a surprise to a lot of people. You're buying the Cooper Rush right now, Cooper Rush. I mean, he's doing his best Mac Jones impression. Number two target share for CeeDee Lamb. Tolbert started to get snaps last week. Gallup should be back soon. It's only going to elevate this team. Number two target share, number three in overall targets. Number two in air yard share for CeeDee Lamb. He's just starting to get going, just starting to get going. 122, 104, 130 air yards, double-digit targets every single week. Trust the process with CeeDee Lamb. It's going to continue to grow, continue to build, taking him here at the 209. Yeah, it's a tale of two halves in the last game. Had he not produced in that second half, and by the way, that catch that he made in the end zone, it wasn't just like he got lucky. That was one of the sickest catches of the year, don't you think? How? Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I said George Pickens, but I think the Lamb catch was – he, he needed that though. That was like, that's where you do. I think he's a pure alpha. No, but do I, I think he's one of the better, better beta receivers, the better number twos overall in the NFL. And he's working in that number one role. Imagine if he caught that one ball that he dropped, you're looking at a stat line. That's nine for one twenty, and he's got two touchdowns and 34 fantasy points. And then you're talking about a guy that's not wide receiver 23. He's wide receiver 14 or 13 or whatever. Right. So, it's just a different context, and everyone right now is like, "Oh, fuck him! He dropped the ball." Sorry, I don't know if I could cuss or not, but you're good. Dropped you're the good. ball, whatever it is, what it is. It's Lamb's a stud, right? And even with Cooper Rush, he's getting the he's getting it done. Dak's going to come back. The running game's going to keep going. The offensive line's going to get healthier. Gallup. I'm not worried. I think Lamb's going to continue to get these targets. Yeah, I mean that that drop was disturbing, and then he just totally <laughs> made good on it. So it's like he was like running down the field. Is like yeah. eyes. And it's I- like. And for fantasy football, I don't think that Cooper uh, Cooper Rush uh, really matters. I mean, T.D. Lamb's going to get his targets. It's just what he does with those opportunities. I like that pick. You're getting some value on him versus the first round. Now, have you noticed players that are falling? And I'm just going to do some table talk here and some names that have not been drafted yet. If we draft them, that's fine. But DeAndre Swift now has a three-week injury. You're not going to take him in, in this range anymore. Najee Harris has been, you know, probably was overpriced as a first or second round pick. Should have been a third round pick the whole time anyway. And the other guy on the board, I don't want to call him out, but there is a running back that had a big week last week. I'm not going to take him. I know that I'm taking a pick here that cannot fail at this ADP, and there is a case for him to vault into the first round, and that's Javante Williams. Uh, again, it hasn't been great yet, but I think that this is the floor. So it won't be, it will be at least a single or a double if it doesn't work out. And it's a complete home run grand slam if Melvin Gordon does miss the time and this Denver offense can continues to get it together. If Russ can, I mean, listen, there's growing pains with a new quarterback on a new team. I still have faith that they'll get it together. So I'm going to take Javante Williams here. It's a total upside pick. There are better 
floor picks here. Jelante Williams, you're up at the – unless you want to make a quick comment there, uh, you are up at pick 23. I'll let you have it. I'll move on to this next pick right here. This is my Stefan Diggs pick at the 102. So I'm pairing him with a running back. And this is a guy, you know, this is kind of could be classified as kind of in your James Robinson area, right? This is a guy that was overlooked coming into the season for a multitude of reasons. The offense sucks. He's not going to be able to do anything. He can't repeat what he did in the early part of last season, blah, 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 blah. He's currently the RB6. Last season, the first three games, 16.3 fantasy points per game, RB9. This year, through the first three weeks, RB6, 16.3 fantasy points per game. I am continuing to trust the process. I just made a TikTok on this guy because he's a dog. and He's an animal. He's elusive. He's electric. And he's he's just overall Cordero Patterson right here. Whoa. Crazy, right? Listen to this. So listen, let me let me was not expecting that. Craziest thing you'd ever think of, right? Ahead of these other guys, ahead of the Swifts, the Cooks, the Fort, a lot of injury risk players. Again, like look at Eckler still on the board. Eckler might not get drafted in these top 24 because I don't know why he was ever going 103, 104, but it is what it is. Back to Cordero Patterson. I just did a TikTok on this. You look at the career touches entering season number 10, which is this year. He's 31 and a half years old. He's got 874 touches in his career. 10 seasons, all right? That's 87 touches a season. Derrick Henry, entering year four, which was 2020, 861. So he's got 15 more touches through 10 seasons than Henry had through four. And Henry, notoriously, we know, did not have the biggest workload through Bama, did not have the biggest work through his first four years because of DeMarco Murray. You look at what Derrick Henry did, and everyone's like, oh, he's 31 and a half years old for Patterson. He's not going to be able to do anything. I'm not saying Cordero Patterson is going to go for 2,000 yards, but when you watch him on tape, he looks like one of the best running backs in football. He has made vast, vast improvements. The offensive line has been fantastic this year. They have a top five offensive line in the running game, especially. If not, arguably one of the top three offensive lines as far as running purely. Otherwise, 31-year-old running backs, Curtis Martin, Tiki Barber, both had over 1,600 yards, over 40 receptions. It can be done at the running back position, let alone the workload like I just mentioned. Then you talk about the usage. Like I said, with Henry, one game over 80% snap share in those 31 games in in 2019 and 2020 under Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. 18 of those 31 games, he was under 70% snap share. For Cordero Patterson, 60.5% snap share on average. 22 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown in week one. You can continue to expect this output from Cordero Patterson, 16 fantasy points per game. And when you're looking at the wide receiver position right now, it's the Mike Williamses, the Mike Evans, the Cortland Suttons. I prefer a Cordero Patterson. I know what the output is. As long as his offensive line stays healthy, Atlanta is going to be in a lot of games. They're going to win a lot? No, but they're going to be in a lot of games because of Cordero Patterson and because of Marcus Mariota. Cody Carpentier, you just made this podcast great. You just made this podcast great. I, I thought he would fall to the third round. That was He was going to be – I was going to talk about him as the best pick in the third round. So you just broke – our podcast, CPAT, he does look like a real NFL running back. And it's not about the age. It's about the number of carries. And I like that you identified Atlanta as having a plus offensive line and a, you said a top five offensive line, top eight offensive line. Um, wow. 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 I'm glad I have him on this one team that's important to me. All right. I was not expecting that. I need to catch my breath here. Hold on one second. 
All right, this is how we're going to handle the last pick, though. So even though the last pick is mine, what we're going to do is you have to stick around in, in the here for, to hear the last pick. We're each going to give our last pick, what the last pick would be. But first, to hear before you hear the last pick of our redo mock draft, I just wanted to let everybody know that football is officially back on Mike um, Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, we've got plenty of that, too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win. Daily fantasy player props. Join at monkeyknifefight.com, and you'll get a free first game using the promo code RWNFL. That's Rotowire NFL, RWNFL, to get your first deposit match instantly up to 100 bucks. What are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. All right, our last pick. I'm going to make what I would make as the last pick in the first round. Everyone can see all the, the picks floating on the bottom. We'll put them in the audio podcast as well. And then you will have the last word of this podcast. Uh, I pr- So for me, it's between two running backs. I probably will take Derrick Henry. Uh, I don't have a real strong lean there. So that's who I would take here for obvious reasons. He's fallen. He had two bad games and one upside game he's still going to get 20 carries plus a game it's a safe pick especially you know if you took cooper cup as the 1.1 you feel pretty good about it who would you take here if you had the last pick and cooper cup was your first pick yeah with cooper cup being my first pick that i think for me axes out debo debo like the the aspect of debo and cup oh yeah 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 this isn't 2021 buddy um, I think Debo's going to be just fine. I think Cup's going to be just fine, but I want to hit that running back position. Um, you do have the turn pick here, so I mean that's two guys you could yeah do your turn pick. pick. So you took Cup at one, and this by the way shows that Cup is a yeah. good one point one because yeah. you can go any direction here on the two. So who would be your your two three turn picks? Yeah, your flexibility gives you Henry Debo. I think that would be the flexibility that you would take advantage of because you know the the usage is going to be there from the running back and receiver position for Debo, and then running back. To me, like a lot of people are going to say, well, why not Swift? It's like, well, the injury. Why not injury, Cook? Yeah. Injury. Why not Javon? Uh, why not Aaron Jones? Another guy in the backfield. Why not Eckler? He should have never went 103. Uh, who else is there? Fournette. Najee. Fournette's yeah. in the conversation. Yeah, Najee, the injury thing as well. I think Fournette's in the conversation. But I think when you're talking about pure upside, and I know the opportunity share is there right now for Fournette. And Tampa's been great. I think that might be the sneaky one you can you can talk about. But I again, I prefer the big dog. Give me Derrick Henry here at the two twelve. I'm a hundred percent in lockstep with you, Alan. And then I think you just naturally with this build come back at the three hundred one and probably take a Debo or something. Yeah, you can go any direction there. Debo's fine if you really want to build your running back depth. I mean, so just a couple of notable omissions before I let you go. Uh, other guys that have landed in the top five at the running back position that we're not buying apparently are Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, we're not buying Jamal Williams as a top 10 back, even though he's in a good spot. Uh, and then obviously if Khalil Herbert, so let's just say, it, let's say Montgomery was out for the rest of the season. You think Khalil Herbert would be worth a third round pick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he, I think he would be. Um, right now this offensive line in Chicago has been ridiculous as far as run blocking goes. I don't quite understand what's going on as far as like the components of the offense and why they're not scoring why they're not throwing more um but as far as the running game goes this this offensive line is is as shocking i guess you'd say or as surprising this season as atlanta and as jacksonville have been all right that's fair we'll end it there cody 
you follow Cody at Carpentier NFL. You can see it in the video description below. I'll link it in the in the video and audio description. Anything else that you want to tell people quickly that you're working on? Obviously, you're working on TikToks. I see you all over TikTok. At is it at Player Profiler on TikTok, right? It's at Player Profiler on TikTok. I just uh, if you like that Cordero Patterson argument, I, I made that argument on TikTok as well. I got a couple other ones coming out there. Traylon Burks, uh, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, all these guys. Um, but yeah, you can find a lot of work on TikTok. You can find me mostly on playerprofiler.com, uh, at Carpentier NFL on Twitter. And I, uh, right now, again, if you want to go over there, we got the offensive line rankings on playerprofiler.com, the DFS dominator. Shout out to Dario Ofstein. The whole site right now, $50 off for the all-in package. You go over there and check that out right now. No promo code needed, just on the site. Uh, Alan, as always, I appreciate you having me on, brother. I think I think – you and me have been on each other's shows more than and I've been with it. Then I have been on or went on or brought anybody on my shows. Um, so I, I really appreciate you. I hope also, I know you're down in Florida. I hope all is, uh, hope all is dialed in down there. I hope you're, uh, hope you're ready for the next week or so. So, yeah, I pr- appreciate the good wishes, man. And Cody, you are, you know, listen, you, you can thank me all you want, but we get requests. We get pr- like people hitting us up on DM saying, when are you going to have Cody back? I said, just go watch his podcast. Why do I have to invite him on ours again? So anyway, <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a favorite uh, on Rotowire podcast. You'll be back again. I, I'm taking a pause. I'm doing more of the subbing in as the host now. So when I do my regular off-season podcast, you're usually my first guest because we do a first pass at the rookies, uh, usually the week after the Super Bowl. So that's going to be your official time slot for the rest of your life. So just, you know put that in the books now and all right we'll be back uh we'll be on uh, if you're listening live we'll be on sirius xm tonight that's wednesday 8 p.m uh i'm subbing in for jeff erickson and if you are hearing this on the replay every sunday we're on sirius xm at 9 a.m getting you ready for your fantasy lineups all right everybody we'll see you next time thanks for joining us for our mock draft The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.